Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well. As Christian women. As Christian women. I always forget that part. It's the most important part, Kristen. I know. I'm very sorry. You should be. <sighs> okay. Question okay. of the day. We you... still, if you couldn't tell, figured out this awkward <laughs> transition between the opening and the question of the day. We're working on it. If y'all have ideas, let us know. Okay. Question of the day, though. So, Ray came in my office yesterday. She's like, I've got a question for next time. I was like, perfect. Great. We will use it. So, here it is. And I don't know my answer, and you're not going to know yours either, so we may have to cut some out while we think. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, if it made a TV show about your life, a sitcom, what song would be the theme song for your show? That's a fantastic question. I loved it. As soon as she said it, I was like, ooh, that's so perfect. And I was like, we're going to have to cut out 20 minutes of audio mm-hmm. while we go, while um, we think. Uh, I don't know. Pull up my Spotify. Hold on. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll pull up mine, too. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. A sitcom about my life. Yes. What would be the theme song? <laughs> Gosh, that's such a good question. Do you I have, have an idea? Hold on. I, mean, I can't remember the name. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, I've got a fun one. Okay. It's not necessarily like autobiographical or anything okay but it's a fun good sitcom peppy song okay it's a little sassy okay and i like it okay love me like you mean it by kelsey ballerini that's a great it's not a fun song like, oh yes so it has to be a sitcom it has to be like a fun yeah show. it's like a sitcom opening okay. what oh, would you oh mine are like sappy like your sitcom can be sappy maybe it could be an ironic theme song me by taylor swift <laughs> love it something by taylor swift it would have to be yeah i feel like 22 would be yours oh that's like so honestly true. i feel like that yes, would be the one that, that would you be would it go 22 with. by taylor swift hands down so we've got kelsey ballerini and taylor, and taylor swift. swift yes oh my gosh what a great question right i loved it we need to like loop her in and be like hey you got any more questions yeah, seriously. Like, that was way better than any of the ones yeah, come i'm up starting with. to really struggle coming up with these i know okay all right, make a transition to our topic because you're so good at this. Well, that's why I said don't think too long about it because you don't want to be too picky. It's just a fun song. You don't have to be, get like super nitpicky about it. So killed it. we're talking today it. about can you be too picky? Not with songs, but with boys. So answer that at face value. Can you be too picky, Kristen? Yes. Do you really think that? Yes, I do. Okay. My instinct, I told Bethany when we were planning for this episode, was to say no. But I know deep down that yes, you can be too picky. Yes. I have been accused of being too picky. Me before. too. So Got my hand raised over here. I do. And we will talk about that later in the episode about the difference between having high standards and being too picky. Because there is a difference. There is a big difference. And we've talked in several of our episodes in depth about the difference. But yes. I think the point we'll touch we're going to... Yeah, we're going to touch on it here. Yeah. At the very end. But first, let's kind of talk about some of the things you can... The common pitfalls. Yes. Like the things you can easily fall into being really picky about. That aren't necessarily, like, standards to have. Yes. Per se. Uh, I think most girls would agree that the thing that we're a lot of times too picky on is the way that a guy looks. Yep. I know we all I've do been it. guilty of this. Yeah. Yep. But don't don't let an initial lack of attraction keep you from getting to know someone. No. Like, do, if that's the only thing. Now, you don't have to, like, date someone for six months and you're like, I can't stand the sight of you. But you're really <laughs> nice, so I've got to keep going. That is not what we're saying. I give it more time than Kristen does. But if that's the only thing, don't let an initial lack of attraction keep you from getting to know someone. No. Initial is very quick, though. But yeah. I would say especially online, online with this, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? I totally would because 
we all know it. We all look different in pictures than we do in person. Yeah. I mean, there are some pictures that are a pretty good representation representation of what you actually look yeah. like. But there are other pictures like, that doesn't even look like me. Right. So oh, you're like, do I really look yeah. like that? That's more me. <laughs> that's like, probably Please that tell question. me that's not what I look like in real life. Yes. <laughs> so I think that you need to give that other person the same benefit of the doubt. And if you're talking with somebody online or on a dating yeah. app or whatever, I think you at least meet them in person once mm-hmm. before you make that judgment. Yeah. Well, I was telling someone the other day, so much of attraction is someone's facial expressions and they, you know, their, you know, little quirks and the way they carry themselves and their voice. So especially if you haven't talked to someone on I mean, on the phone, at least, at least do that. And I don't know if it's this way for guys. I don't know if they put as much stock into what our voices sound like. I don't think they I've do. never had a guy say to me, oh, like, you've got a great voice. No, no. but I've told several guys that. <laughs> like, I re- like it, the way a guy sounds. I don't know why it's a big thing. Like, I've talked to guys and I'll come home or I'll be on the phone and first thing Kristen or Mel or whoever asks is, what did his voice sound like? That's the first thing that gets asked. So we know that's a big deal. I'm not going to belabor that anymore. (laughs) We've talked about it enough. But point being, especially if you've never talked to him on the phone, if it's an online situation, at least do that. But I would say, yeah, at least meet in person once. Yes. My one thing, and this may be specific to me. So if Bethany doesn't agree with me, that's totally fine. But I'm not saying that if you see a picture of somebody and you're not attracted even to their picture at all, I'm not saying you got to force that. There's got to be no. something about the way they look that you're like, okay, maybe. I can, like, yeah. Like, there's there's got to be a little bit of something that you're like, okay, you know, yes. they're not totally unattractive to yeah, me. I'm I... not saying if you see a guy that you're just like, oh, he's not cute at all, that you just have to force it. Oh. But I think if you're on the fence about whether or yes, not and someone he has a really be... great character, it would seem, then yeah. I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> one guy reached out to me on an app one time and I mean, his face was covered in tattoos. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Like, nope. Nope. I didn't, I'm not going to force that. But just rem- keep character in its right position. Ultimately, it is more important then someone's looks, looks will fade, looks will change, looks will not always be the same. And so if you're the characters there, there's an, an, you know, you can have an attraction, then you can build on that. But again, you know, Christian gives me a hard time because I will give it longer than she does. But so what are your real life now? Okay. You're talking to someone, he's at church, wherever, I don't know. You go out ha- and you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's go grab coffee and get to know each other. How long do you give it? If I'm not attracted to him after the first date, I'm not going to go on a second one. Okay. That's my rule. I will give it a second one. Beca- yeah. He- because first dates are nerve wracking. Someone's not totally themselves. But if I'm really like, okay, I think there could be something. Maybe I'll give it a second date, but not past that. So mm-hmm. we are not saying you have to date someone for two or three months and be no. like, oh, I don't like no. looking at this person. No. And I think a lot of times in church circles, saying that, people are like, well, that's not the most important thing. And it's not. But I think to say, well, character is what matters and say, well, you don't have to be attracted to the person. It's just not true. And that puts people in an awkward position. And it's just it's just not true. No, you should be attracted to the person that you're going out with. Well, and just to get real with y'all here for a minute, think about the difference between the relationship you have with someone you're with versus your friends. Okay. You're not going to kiss your friends. 
You're not yeah. going to have any sort of physical affection to the level right. that you are with somebody you're with. That is a very, that's a differentiating factor yeah. here. So mm-hmm. if you don't feel the, that way about the person you're dating, that yeah. is one of the things that should be differentiating them from your friends. Yeah. It's the thought of kissing that person. You're like, oh, yeah, no. that's not. A- now we, we're, we're going to get into like physical standards and boundaries and all that in a later episode. I'm not saying you, lots of people don't kiss someone until they're married and that is 100% fine but I guarantee you those people wanted to before they were married yes so I'm not saying you have to act on it take thoughts captive be under control be self-controlled but if you don't even want to the thought of possibly maybe it's just kind of like oh that would be like my brother then the answer is you're not attracted yeah move on sister yep and that's okay it is it is okay but then the kicker is how do you do that? Yeah, like what, if you're in a situation where you've gone on, in your case, two dates with a guy, mm-hmm. you're not attracted to him, how do you break things off? Like, what do you tell him? Honestly? Yes. I hope there's something else, too. <laughs> so that you... Okay, but no. But if there's not... Because we've talked about how no, to be, be honest. honest. No, no, I'm saying I'm hoping there is something else that is honestly a reason that I would not want to go out with him, too. Okay, so but if I there's can, not... That's what I, I said I would hope that. <laughs> However, if that is not the case, you have to be honest, but I don't think you have to say, I think you're ugly. No. I think it's okay to say, I just don't see this going anywhere other than a platonic relationship. Like, it's that that's all I'm feeling for you. We gave it a chance, but I don't feel anything else. Yeah. I actually had to do this once. It was awful. Um, but I had been dating this guy for a little bit, and it wasn't that I didn't find him attractive I was not attracted to him mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah so we had gone out a few times and there was one time we had like gone to lunch and right before I left he kissed me on the cheek and I felt nothing and I got in the car I was like that should have excited me like that I should be giddy right now and I'm, I drove all the way home and I started crying because I was so upset I'm like he's so great and he has a he's you know he loves Jesus and he's got a great personality and he's got all these good character qualities I'm looking for. And why am I not attracted to him? And I ended up calling him and telling him like, Hey, I am so sorry. Like, I wish this were not the case, yeah. but like, I don't feel anything beyond a friendship for you. Like I don't have that chemistry yeah. is not there for me. And I am so sorry. And I feel awful, but, and he was very gracious and he appreciated me telling him. And I feel like most guys will be because you're yeah. honest. Yeah. But I'm not it's saying not it's an easy conversation. It's an easy conversation. But like we say around here, hard is not the same thing as bad. So just because it's a hard conversation doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Hard conversations need to be had. Agreed. Totally agree. Okay. So the second thing, and this is kind of in the same vein, but not really. Mm-hmm. So we talk about looks. The second thing I would say when you're talking about am I being too picky is don't get hung up on your quote unquote type. And that could be not just type from a look standpoint, yeah. but also personality. Interests. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think you need to be super careful with this because you might miss out on a really great guy because he's not what you daydreamed about in 10th grade English class when you were bored. Like girls, especially, I think grow up with this ideal of, oh, well, I'm like this. So I want him to be like this and I'm more introverted. So I want him to be the life of the party and I'm this way and I want him to be that way. And And that's valid. I think you want to compliment. I think that's a good thing when you compliment each other's strengths and weaknesses, but that's kind of like when I want this and I want this and I want this, that's kind of like, not kind of, it's a selfish way to think about it. But in our culture, that's what's, you know, it's all you hear. 
What do you want? What will be good for you? What will make you the best person you can be? When the thought needs to be, how can I help this other person? How can I be good for them? So yeah, I mean, that mentality of yeah, daydreaming about this guy in 10th grade, it's not fair to anyone. You'll never be satisfied. For sure, because no one will ever live up to that. No, he will never be enough as long as you have that mentality and you'll both end up getting frustrated because you'll have this expectation that he's not meeting and he will get frustrated because he knows he's not meeting your expectation. And that he can't. Yeah. It's not something that he can fix. And I mean, we're joking about, you know, high school, but in all seriousness, what else do you hold on to from high school as something that's like the best for you now? Like something that you dreamed up in high school that this is what's still best for me. There's nothing. No. You see the immaturity in that when in so many other areas. So why hold on to this as something that, you know, 16 year old you knows that is best for you? Yeah, I totally agree. For me personally, I kind of grew up with this mentality of, okay, whoever I'm going to end up with needs to be very opposite of me Mm -hmm. because that's how my parents are. And that's how a lot of relationships I've seen are where they're just totally different. But that doesn't mean that if I end up with somebody who's, really similar to me that that's a bad thing that could end up being a really great thing and I don't need to restrict myself from that or to think that that's a bad thing just because it's not necessarily what I expected for so long and that's the point we're trying to make here and the encouragement we're trying to give you is that I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a type but I don't think you need to hold on to your type so tightly that you're not willing to look outside of it if a really great guy comes along don't be married to your type yes Okay, so now the point on here that pains me so much to talk about, (laughs) we've talked about how like looks and your type and all these things can be the things that girls are a lot of times too picky about. Let's talk about how y'all hear the pain and the anguish in my voice right now. (laughs) Let's talk about how kind of society feeds into this pickiness that Mm -hmm. we can foster because unfortunately and sadly, (laughs) we are not the equivalent to Cinderella. Neither are the guys out there equivalent to Prince Charming. Okay. And as wonderful as that story is, it's not reality. Yeah. But we, in our minds, conjure up this idea of, oh, that's... That's the goal, whether it was your six-year-old self watching Cinderella mm-hmm. or whether it's your 26-year-old self watching rom-coms. Yeah. Well, in, in 21st century feminist America, all little girls here and all that's thrown at us even too, we just have more you know discernment, is that you deserve that. And that's not true. Mm-mm. You don't deserve this perfect guy. It's not like you're perfect. And even if you were, it doesn't mean you would deserve that. We're all fallen sinful humans who are coming at a potential marriage from the standpoint of how can I serve this other person? And if you're starting it out from before something is even started from the standpoint of what can I get out of this? What do I deserve? You're going to have a rude awakening or a rough relationship, one or the other, I think. And even when it comes to what is termed reality TV, that's not real. Now, granted, we both have been guilty of watching The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. Oh, totally. Falls under that reality TV umbrella. But that's not real. No. No. You can't expect a helicopter to pick you up for every date you ever go on the rest of your life. Like, also, can we just talk real quick about how they never eat on those dates? I know. They sit there at those tables. They don't touch their food. And never touch their food. I've heard they eat before they film them. And then, and then they just make like them sit at the tables. 
food. And I'm like, That's no one so ever dumb. eats. I'm like, this is the worst date ever. I know. I'm like, if you're going to put chicken parmesan in front of me, I want to eat it. What a waste of food. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Continue. anyway, Sorry. so there's that Real side of it. Reality TV is not real. No. So don't let that fool you. No. And I think, again, with romantic comedies, I, just to be really blunt, romantic comedies are like the porn for the hopeless romantic. Okay. They are. And I mean, I think that's blunt and it's a little jarring to say, but it's valid and unchecked. That's the level it gets to. Totally agree. I went through a little stage where I was like, I mean, I was watching him all the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so great when this is me. And oh my gosh, I want a guy who does things for me like Matthew McConaughey does for every girl he's with in every movie he's in. Like, you know, and you get, and it sounds dumb, but it's like you start to get this really mm-hmm. out of whack expectation yeah. from real guys who aren't following a script and who aren't being told what to do and how to interact with somebody that they're sitting across the table from. Yeah. And that's not fair to anybody. No. And I mean, if you, you're never going to find a reality that is equivalent to that scripted fairy tale of a movie. You just won't. And if you trick yourself into thinking that you will, because that's what you're doing, you're tricking yourself into thinking that, you know, it's not true. But you can go so far. What is it they say? You tell a lie enough times you start to believe it's true. That's Mm -hmm. basically what this is. You'll always be disappointed. And just to be bluntly honest, because y'all know by this point we're real with you, you will end up alone because it will never measure up. And you'll always think, oh, that guy's out there somewhere or maybe the next guy. But it's not. You will end up alone if that's what you're looking for. Because you're basically building up a barrier around yourself that you're expecting the perfect guy to be able to scale and he can't. You're expecting him to climb this wall of your expectations that is insurmountable. It is. It's impossible. Now, are we saying you can never watch Chick Flick again? No. Heck no. Okay? That would just be awful no. for me to tell you that. But I think you've got to keep your mindset and your expectations in a healthy place if you're going to watch those movies. And if it's something you really struggle with, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. We're not making a blanket statement that no, no one ever should. But I'm not going to say that it's okay for everyone all the time either. No. And it may just be for a season yeah. where you're like, you know what? Hey, I am only going to watch Captain Marvel movies. Captain <laughs> you don't Marvel. even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's not even Super a thing. Heroes, Superhero movies and horror movies. History movies. Like historical ones. I will say this too. I was The reading- resident nerd would say historical movies. You know what? <laughs> I like them. I know you do. I'm giving and I'm time. not ashamed of it. I know. Uh, well, I was reading something recently though, and it was just talking about like your general walk with Christ. It was talking about, I think he made the example of he had talked to a concert violinist, and someone asked her, "How did you get to this point?" And her answer was planned neglect. And the way that she developed that talent was planning to neglect other things. And he equated it to your walk with Christ and that if you are pursuing Christ and that is the most important thing to you, then there will have to be planned neglect of other things in your life. Mm-hmm. So if pursuing Christ is the most important thing to you and you know this is a major stumbling point for you in that, then you need to plan ahead to neglect those things for now, forever, whatever it takes. Because pursuing Christ is the most important thing to you. I love that. That's a great It was really, point. I think it applies to a lot of things. It oh, made me sure. stop and think for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's, we've said this a lot. Okay, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> we've said that a lot this episode. As but if we're not already. Where, where the rubber meets the road with this. We don't ever want you guys to think we're perfect. And Gosh, we no. don't struggle with these things because we do. So we're going to 
bare our souls a little in Yay! our pickiness and how we have kind of fallen into some of these like rom-com things. And maybe some of these are ones you struggle with and you don't realize it or, you know, maybe you can relate to some of these. My biggest thing is that I plan conversations in my head, which sounds dumb <laughs> saying out loud. But don't tell me nobody else does this. Oh, I totally do this too. You know, it's like, okay, we need to talk about this. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll say this. Da, 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 da. And then he'll say this. And then I'll say this. And this is, like, I got, before long, we've had this 20 minute conversation and I know exactly how it's going to go. And then when it comes down to actually having that conversation, he's not going to say all of those things that you imagined in your head. You can't, it's almost like you're holding his words hostage. Like you're, you're wanting a ransom for these words that you're expecting him to say almost. And if he, if he does that, then it will be okay. If he says exactly what you're expecting him to. And it's like, we talked about it in another episode and I wholeheartedly believe this. He cannot read your mind and you can't expect him to, but I can tend to not tend. This is not something that's like everyday occurrence, but there are times where I'm realizing that I can equate his care for me or how well he knows me. To how well he fits into this conversation that I created in my head. And that is not okay. No. And so that's something that I work on. I have to stop myself and say, nope, we're not having this conversation in my head. We're going to have it in real life. And be okay with that. Yeah. I think that's good that you're aware of that. And that regardless of what it is that you kind of hold on to about standards that society or culture or rom-coms or whatever it is is giving you i think the sooner you can identify it and then make a plan to try to counteract it the better mm-hmm. off you're going to be yeah so i think that it's good that you yeah. kind of put that in place you. you're welcome <laughs> for me one of the things that i have kind of latched on to is how people meet in rom mm. the meet cute if right. you will i love those. So I have these super, you know, elaborate, elaborate <laughs> scenarios in my head of, oh, you know, when they like walk in and he sees her from across the room and they lock eyes and it's all history they know from there. It's and, gonna be together yeah. Forever. Like this just moment of, oh my gosh. And you know, he knows <laughs> every flirty line in the book to say, and you know, she wittingly responds. And is that a word? Wittingly? Unwittingly means like you don't know what's going on. Okay, well, wittingly. Means my English is not on top. Wittily, of like my witty. Game. She's I don't, witty. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Well, she knows exactly you work what on to that say before you get in this. Yeah, situation. really. She knows exactly what to say. <laughs> so, I think for me, that that's my favorite part of a rom com. When he sees her, yeah. How are they going to meet, and how are mm-hmm. they going to get? You know, the, that very beginning scene of their relationship. Yep. So that's where I kind of. I elevate that too much Mm, sometimes. I honestly think too, and I'm hoping I'm not the only person who thinks this, but I think that is what deterred me from online dating for a really long time because I didn't want that to be how I met somebody. Really? Which is a dumb thing to say, I realize. And, but I have talked to other people who like, I don't, I want to meet somebody naturally and organically or whatever. And I'm gonna laugh if you meet your husband online. Yeah. Yeah, I'll laugh. So I know we kind of touched on it before, but I think we all, like we talked about it in the other episode, we mentioned it just now, but every girl out there expects a guy to some degree to read her mind at some level. I do this. I just want to know, like, I expect him to just know what I need him to say or do right when I need it. Because what I'm really thinking in my head is, well, if I was in this situation, here's what I would say. And obviously what I think it says is, the way to do things. Right. So I just 
expect him to do the same thing. And when he doesn't, I'm like, oh, we must not be meant for each other, which is so dumb. And so that's something mm-hmm. I have to like come back from and like tell myself, no, you're being too picky. Like mm-hmm. this is unreasonable. Yeah. And I think this is where we can try to hold on to those like grand gestures that mm-hmm. often happen in movies or TV shows or whatever. And again, those are all scripted. Yeah. So of course it looks like he knows exactly what she needs because they've told her they've what she needs him. and what to say on his part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that this can be very uh, risky territory to yes. Unchecked wander into. Sure. Yeah. That don't expect him to read your mind. Don't expect right. him to know all of your needs and everything you need to hear and everything you need to feel right when you need to hear it and right when you need to feel it. He is a human being yep. and he, as long as he is caring for you yeah. and just paying attention to you and, and loving the Lord, yes, following him and trying to just get to know you and moving yeah. forward. Those are the things that you should be looking for. The methodology <laughs> of that is up for debate. Yes. And nobody wants to date a robot. You don't really want to date a guy who does and says everything you think he will. There's no mystery in that. There's no, no intrigue. There's no. Well, and I kind of like when that. a guy's a little nervous around me. Oh yeah, I think it's so it's cute. So cute. Like if he, if, if I he's can like tell, stammering and stuttering a little, yeah. I will fall all over. Or myself. like if his hands are shaking a little yes. bit or something. Like you can tell, like when he's ta- like, I'm I'm like, like, I like, I get to you, don't I? Yeah, I'm like, I and I like, like that. that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. We're not going too far down that road. Yeah, we're so gushing. Now, so fine. we have talked about you shouldn't be too picky, that you can be too picky, but you shouldn't. So is there ever a time where being picky could actually be helpful? Yes, but I think in order to answer that question, you have to differentiate between having high standards and being too picky. Bingo. I think having high standards, especially when it comes to what is biblically asked of anyone following Jesus, not mm-hmm. just men, but... If those are the things you're expecting and people are like, oh, you have high standards. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. I will hold If someone to tells those. me I'm being too picky for that, they can that's fine. Yep. But if you are refusing to date a guy because he doesn't know how to cook and he's not over six foot four and he doesn't dress like you want him to and, you know, all the minute little, he doesn't yeah. play guitar. I don't know. I'm just picking <laughs> random yeah. stuff that was on my high school list. <laughs> yeah. um, if those are the things that you're choosing not to date somebody over, then that's where it's not helpful. Yes. But I am totally 100% on board with you having high biblical standards of the man that you want to be with. Yeah. I mean, really, just thinking about that at its core, if you're taking all those things that God requires of someone, and then you're adding all these other things that are really your preferences on top of that, but you're looking at them as being equal, really that is you saying that the requirements of a biblical man are not enough. You know better than God, and you're going to add to them what is required. And so that is you not trusting the Lord, you know, and you're thinking, you know, yourself better than he does. I know what I need better than God does. And, you know, the Bible says your heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? You don't know yourself. God knows you so much better than you do. And he knows what's best for you. He's put it in the Bible. And if you add to that, that's where you're going to go wrong. That is too picky. I Holding to agree. those things is not. I totally agree. And so I and think as long as you're differentiating and you're really, and this is where it's important to have friends and 
people that are older than you speaking into your mm-hmm. life and hel- helping you kind of navigate this. Because you can tell them, okay, like, this is what I'm looking for. Yes. What is reasonable for me to be mm-hmm. looking for? And what is something like, oh, Kristen, maybe you're... Like, my parents always ask me growing because I like tall guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, my parents were like, Kristen, if you met a guy who had everything you wanted, but he was... Because, you know, as, really as long as he was taller than me, but I just like taller guys. Like, yeah. if he's 5'11", would you date him? And I'm like, yes, I totally would. Yeah. And they, But they were having to check and make sure. Right. Because... All they hear is like, oh, Christian likes taller. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, if he has everything I want, he's, he's still taller than me. Right. Who cares? Yeah. You just have to keep in mind that those things that are biblically required of people, of men, of really anyone who's following Christ, they will manifest themselves practically in a lot of different ways. So be open to that. Just because it doesn't look like what you always imagined doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm, that's good. And he's not going to be everything you always imagined in every way. And I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't like it if he was, because that's boring. (laughs) And that's what we'll leave you with. Yes. (laughs) Bethany closing again for us just so well. Oh, goodness. So we hope this has been helpful and encouraging for y'all. I definitely needed to be reminded of this because I struggle with this sometimes. So um, thanks for all your wisdom. Oh, no problem. You're just the best. Oh, stop. So we'll be back on Friday with another Couch Cast. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm -hmm.